What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka Mr. Gentleman. Y'all host of Mr. Gentleman, like the podcast, and this week's sponsorship is from your Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and read them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in ever on the internet, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from Toppy Choose, start playing, start strolling, and start listening. You can follow any topics as you simply as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, even for the Kardashians. It will find you on the latest article and you read them to you out loud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Mr. Gentleman, like the podcast, is on there as well. Yes, it is. Shout out to Newsy for that. I start using it as a as my default podcast app. Download and use Newsly for free from now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. Use the promo code Mr. Gentleman that I will also put in the description and receive one more free premium subscription. So you already know, y'all download Newsly now. Check it out. Support them, y'all. This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman. Y'all host of Mr. Gentleman. Like that podcast. And enjoy the show. You are now listening to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast Season 7. Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman, one-fourth of the premier boys podcast, and your host of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. And welcome to another new episode of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hope all is well. Episode 129 of the main series of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Season 7, Episode 5. I know it's been a while, we took a short break, but we are back with a new episode of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. I know my voice sounds a little bit different because I am under the weather, but either way, I do go going to bring y'all a new episode. Yeah. And on this episode, she is my first guest, first new guest of the season. She is a podcast host. She's done many things from production, radio, and many more. She got a podcast show called Better Call Daddy Podcast. And we're going to talk to her about everything that she do, a podcast show, and many more. This was an amazing conversation. And I can't wait for y'all to check out this episode. So y'all already know what to do. Sit back, relax, and I'll be right back.
Hey, it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, and you're listening to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Now, this time, it's time for Mr. Gentleman Facts quote of the day. And today's quote of the day is if you are passionate about something, do all you can to make it work. Make sure your passion is not your hobby. And I say this because if you really love something, you have something that you always want to do, you would do all you can to make it work. Do not make your passion into your hobby because if you feel that way about your passion, everybody else going to feel that way about your passion. They're going to treat it like a hobby and not going to take you serious at all. So if you love something, do all you can to make it work. Do not treat your passion like it's your hobby. That is today with the gentleman facts quote of the day. Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman, and I am the host of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. And this commercial break is brought to you by Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. On Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast, we interview many guests about their life journey, pretty much where they come from, and where they're at now. Also, promoting their brands or whatever they're doing at the time they come on the show. We also have the host talk about personal stories about himself and everything that he's been through. And also we have fun conversation about anything music, anything old school, relationships, wrestling, and many more. And y'all can tune in to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Pocket every Sundays at 12 a.m. We are also on every Thursdays at 12 a.m. for spin-off semi-Thursdays where we have all of Mr. Gentleman Like That Pocket spin-off series all in one day, where we have a conversation about music podcasts every first Thursday at 12 a.m. The Old School Show with myself and the Star Riding Ride every fourth Thursday at 12 a.m. And we have Date Night Talk Podcast with myself and Miss Vanna B every second and third Thursday at 12 a.m. And y'all can tune in to Mr. Gentleman Like That Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, Amazon Music, Gapaz, and many more. Or y'all can check it out on the official website of Mr. Gentleman Like That Podcast, www.realmrgentlemanlikethepocket.com. www.realmrgentlemanlikethepocket.com. And tune in every Sundays and Thursdays at 12 a.m. for Mr. Gentleman Like That Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in to this commercial break of Mr. Gentleman Like That Podcast. 
back to your regularly scheduled program. What is up? It's Rena Friedman Watts, host of the Better Call Daddy Show. And I am so excited to be here with Ken of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. You guys are in for a treat. Yes, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And at this time, I got my special guest. She is actually the first new guest I got this season. You know, she is a podcast host. She got a podcast show called Better Call Daddy Podcast. And she does many other things, and we're going to talk to her today about it. We got Miss Raina Fryman Ross in the building. Raina, how you doing? I am doing awesome. How are you? Yes, Thank I, you I, so I, much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you are very welcome. And, you know, kind of kind of a little hoarse, but I'm I'm here and happy to have you. You are literally the first new guest I have this season, so. Wow, I am honored. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I had a guest, so I'm a little raspy with it. Hopefully, we, we we got this. We got this. You got that radio voice going on. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I try. I try. I try. But before we dive into everything that you do, we we're, we're gonna do a little icebreaker stuff first. So we're gonna start with where are you from? I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Yeah, born <laughs> and raised there. I lived there most of my life, and then. I've lived a bit all over the place since then, and I'm currently in Texas. Oh, nice, 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 nice. You know, me, I'm from New York, so, you know, yeah, yeah. So how would you describe yourself in three words? Three words. I would say I'm a connector, a story chaser, and an extrovert. Good choices, good choices. That is really good choices. What is one thing that you like to do at your own time? When I am not chasing stories or chasing children, I love to just either go on a walk and, you know, listen to a podcast or read a book because I am constantly trying to learn new things. Nice. It's always good to learn new things. So that's, that's really good. But speaking of podcasts and stuff, what, are, what is in your headphones right now? It could be a song, an album, or a podcast. Well, it's funny that you asked. So before I go on podcasts, I like to know who I'm talking to. So what was in my headphones was you on the podcast, <laughs> A Little Bit of Everything with me. I listened oh, to wow. your episode and found out more about you before coming on here. And I think <laughs> that as a podcast guest, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and they, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. And shout out to Angelica, by the way. Shout out to Angelica. So, so now we're going to talk about you know, your life journeys. So let's talk about how you are growing up. Yeah, growing up, I was the oldest of three girls and definitely a daddy's girl. I am a lot like my dad. My dad is a total personality. I think he is an even bigger personality than me, but... He always encouraged me to go after my talents, and I always loved music. I always loved the performing arts, and I feel like that was in my blood. My grandfather loved that. My grandmothers loved that. 
my dad loved that. And when I was a little girl, I used to like to put on performances for my parents, for my grandparents, and they would applaud me and they'd be kind of in on my performances. And then, you know, that led to me auditioning for a youth performing arts school in high school. I have to say I didn't get in on the first try. So my confidence was a little bit squished, you know, when you don't get in and, and you think you're the best thing since sliced bread, then you have to kind of humble yourself and take some lessons and learn to blend in with other people and find your voice again. So yeah, I've always had a love of the arts. I've always had a love of creativity and and that's kind of been my people in my circle. Nice, nice. And I could relate to that. I also always been a creative person as well. Always love music and everything. So I could, I could definitely relate to that. Yeah, that's really dope. I like that. That's really dope. But how everything that you've been through made you the person that you are today? Yeah. So actually, I feel like my story really started at that youth performing arts school because I went to a private school like kindergarten through fifth grade and then I begged my parents to go to private school so that I could have more friends and kind of expand my circle and then when I went to public school I was very picked on and so then I was like wait maybe, maybe I don't like this so much and so then I auditioned for youth performing arts school which was a love of mine I had a love of music and I wanted to be around other people who loved music or loved theater or loved the arts and when I didn't get into that school and had to work really hard to get into it, I I learned that one, you can always turn a no into a yes. And two, if you work really hard and you surround yourself by people that are better than you, that will lead to incredible opportunities. And it did. So I wanted to quit that program, by the way, every day for four years. But my dad went to bat for me. And put his neck out on the line, like saying, I'll get her a teacher. She'll learn how to read music. She'll learn how to pluck out those songs on a piano. She will show up. And so I didn't want to let him down because he did that. And so for four years, I endured the pain and continued to show up. And I graduated from that school, which led to me going to a small liberal arts high school on a singing scholarship. But then when I went to that school it didn't feel as hard as the program that I had been in for four years it like wasn't a big enough challenge and it wasn't really what I wanted and so I met a guy and I was a dual major in sports medicine because I wanted to be in shape and I wanted to meet athletes and he told me if you want to be in athletic training you should transfer to a big 10 school so I I did it's almost like you know try something else and so I switched to Purdue University, which had, I went from 2,500 students to 38,000 students. Mm. And what Purdue offered was they had a radio station on campus. And so I walked in there, I said, I'd love to work in radio. And I took a 5 a.m. shift and learned how to run a radio station manually. This is pre-automation. And I found a love there. Not only was I loading the features and the music and learning how to push all the buttons, but when I was done with my work, I was recording myself, I was making air check tapes, and I was learning what it was like to work in radio, which kind of sparked something in me of wanting to work in entertainment. Nice, nice. 
that's that's what made the story. Like, like it's like when one thing didn't work out, you went to another thing, and then you doing doing even better with that other thing. And the fact that you love radio such an early age, that's amazing. So I love I love that story. I love that story. I wanted to work in radio. Like I actually sent tapes to a bunch of radio stations. Like I think I still have some of my air check tapes, like on cassettes. But I didn't get. I think I had like one offer in a small town in Pennsylvania, but Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or something. But that just didn't really excite me. I don't know. And so then I started looking for other internships through the alumni office, and I got one interview at WGN in Chicago, which was a huge market. And I went up there and I interviewed there. I didn't get the job, but I saw that Jerry Springer was looking for interns in this same courtyard. And so I walked across from WGN to NBC Tower, got an interview at the Jerry Springer Show, and I ended up starting there two weeks later. You know what? You know what? Usually, I, I had a different question coming up, but now since you mentioned this one, I'm, we're going to talk about that right now. So, you 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 had mentioned you had mentioned that you were going on you know, the Jerry Springer Show, um, Nanny Nine One One, and Court TV. How was those experience working on those shows? I mean, a dream, especially I was a small town girl from Kentucky who wanted to work in entertainment, and when that huge show came my way, I didn't even realize at the time how fortunate I was or what a big opportunity that was. It seemed like it came easy. And so after working on the show for two and a half years and getting into the Producers Guild of America, I was like, I'm good. I might as well move to LA. I'm big time now, you know? <laughs> and so I thought, leave on a high note and and go work in LA in my 20s when I'm single and I have no responsibilities. And so I literally quit that show with no backup plan. I just, I had money in the bank that I had saved and I felt like if I could do that, I went from intern to producer in one season. So oh, wow. I was like, and produced an entire season on top of that and the season opener for a third season. So I was just like, I felt burnout and I wanted to work on something else. And I literally packed my bags, moved to LA, knew no one and started over. And it took some time, don't get me wrong, to get back up to where I was, but I knew that if I was willing to put in the hours and hustle, that I could get back up there, and I did. Thank you a lot. That, that's amazing. That's really amazing. That, that's really dope that you went for, you, you work on the Jay Springer show. So I, I, know you, you, I know you met him, right? How was he? How was he? Yeah, you know, I was 21 years old. And, you know, at that age, I feel like a lot of people kind of put celebrities on pedestals. I know I did. And I think my entire year of being backstage with him, I was nervous. I was nervous telling him about the guests. I was just trying to follow protocol. I was trying to do everything perfectly. And it, it was a crazy time to be in television and just everybody wanted to be around that guy it was a complete experience i i loved it yeah and i did i did about the show a lot and it, it, it was a it was a fun show and you know recipe jerry Springer, man definitely a legend definitely a legend there's nothing like that environment on any other show that I have worked on. I mean, you lived and breathed that environment. You know, it was just, we were working seven days straight, 14 days straight, 100 hour weeks. We were pounding the phones for stories. 
Um, we were babysitting the guests. We were traveling with them. We were chasing them all over Chicago. I mean, it was nuts. And the live studio audience was just, they could have been on the show too. And everybody in the office, you never knew when you were going to become a guest. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely sounds like a fun experience. And And I'm happy that you went through that experience. That's really that really dope. That's really dope. Thank so you. you also yeah. Record, you also, also recorded on 911 and Court TV. How were those experiences? Yeah. So Nanny 911 was crazy because, like I said, I moved to LA and having worked on enough shows of the Jerry Springer show to get into the Producers Guild of America, I applied to work with this guy who was a post-production producer on a lot of the shows that I would love to work on. And I hit that guy up. I swear to God, I must have sent him my resume three, four, five times. And finally, he had a role, and it was for a third shift post-production supervisor role. So essentially, that translates into hanging out with the editors overnight and making sure all the footage is digitized and that everything is ready for the daytime editors the next day. And I had never worked in post-production before, but it was a foot in the door. And I really feel like I kind of learned from the editors where I was needed and what they wanted to do and what they didn't want to do. And I had to learn what they didn't want to do and do it. So I went from working third shift on Nanny the first season to working days the next two seasons which was awesome because I went from learning where I was needed to then being able to work the primetime shift and uh, and just seeing the whole behind the scenes of all the footage how it comes together how it's color corrected how it's voice you know the voiceover work working with the talent how they uh put the show together and 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 what the segments turned into from the raw footage so it was it was such a great learning opportunity and then with the court tv stuff that's actually a crazy story too because when i was in la i had interviewed for a post-production supervisor on judge alex because they had moved from i think they were based in texas at the time and so they flew me from LA to Texas and I interviewed for a post-production role. And one of the things that they wanted me to do was edit the show. But as a post-production supervisor, I was more of doing like the coordinating, like making sure the executives got the tapes that they needed, making sure everything was to spec. I wasn't actually pushing any of the buttons and editing anything. And this, you know, that's the thing. Titles can mean different things on different shows and in different places. And so I was flown to Texas put up in a suite and asked to cut together a show, which I had no idea how to do. I I went through and, and tried to put something together and I knew I was not going to get the job. And so what's crazy is like a couple of years later when we had moved as a family from California back to my hometown, the same show was looking for like casting people and I had kept in touch with them. And yeah, so they needed somebody to go to the courthouses and the people that were filing small claims cases. Those are the stories that these court TV shows pull from. And so I had kept in touch with a contact from LA. And while my kids were in preschool, I kind of inched my way back into working in entertainment. So I would go to all these courthouses. I had special clearance. 
and I brought like a document scanner and I would go through all the small claims cases. I made friends with the clerks. I had their cell phone numbers. You know, I knew what kind of stories they were looking for. And I'd go through thousands of cases and I'd pull all the good ones and I'd scan them and I'd send them right back. And I was beating out all the other shows that were doing it because I was making friends with the clerks. You know, I knew what to look for and I was quick. And I just want to say thank you for sharing your experience. Cause I, I love hearing stories like this. So thank, thank you for this. Cause I, I, I love hearing stories like this. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it was a, a great time. And I still feel like, you know, I know one of your questions that you usually ask is like, what do you want to continue to do? And I just want to continue to build on all of these skills that I feel are intertwined. You know, I've worked in casting, I've worked in post-production, I've put together my own show with my dad, I've booked a guest, and all of these things I love. And the only way to continue to get good at all of these is to continue to sharpen your skills and do things that are hard and continue to teach yourself things and lean into what you're good at. And so, yeah, I'm doing that. And, you know, keep doing it because you, you're, you're, you're killing it right now. You're killing it. <laughs> You wear you wear you wear mini hats. So keep keep doing keep doing it. Keep doing it. Oh, that's sweet. You too. I mean, I see you. You've brought your family into your show. You've collaborated with a lot of people. You've done multiple seasons. I mean, you have to continually reinvent yourself and think about what works, what doesn't work, what do I like doing, what do I not like doing, and work on all those things. Yeah, th- that is true. And, you know, even though I'm about to be on five years now, I still I'm still I still learning. I'm still learning, I'm still growing, and that's what I'm gonna keep doing. So, thank you for that. And you, you know, you, you do an amazing thing too. What inspired you to start the podcast? What tell us about that journey? What made you want to go that route? Yeah. So, what made me want to do that is I co-hosted a show about five years ago, and it was just somebody that I had met through social media, and I liked his content. And he was like, hey, like, I know you used to work in casting. I could use some people on my podcast that you think would be cool. So I started by booking guests on somebody else's podcast. And then he was like, hey, it's just me and this other guy. It'd be interesting to have a female perspective. So then I started like subbing in and being a co-host of a show. And then from doing that, it, it like sparked something in me. And then I started working for Kathy Heller. And then I worked for a couple other podcasters and influencers with their events and sponsorships. And I was behind the scenes for a long time. And then I was like, wait, the hard part is like booking these big guests, booking these big sponsors, putting together all of this. If I'm doing that for other people, why can't I do it for myself? And so finally, I stepped out from behind the camera and I started doing it for myself. And it's amazing what happens when you do that. Yeah. So let's talk about your show, Medical Daddy Podcast. Um, How the idea came together, when did you start it, and how does it feel working with, with your dad on the show? Thank you so much. Yeah. It came together because my dad, honestly, has always been my number one fan and my number one supporter, and he's always been a complete character, and I feel like he's always wanted his own show, so I knew, one, he would never back out, and two, I knew that he had an interesting perspective and a a unique relationship with me that wasn't able to be replicated, so that was kind of like our special sauce. 
And so he's always been a part of my journey. He's always been who I call like through my work life, through my relationship life. I value what he has to say. And so at first I thought, you know, wow, let me share my dad's wisdom with the world. But what's interesting is doing a project with your dad in your 40s. How many people do that? Like my dad looks forward to us creating something together and reflecting on legacy and learning from all of these people who are on our show. He says they're upping our wisdom rating. And so that has been such a positive thing in both of our lives and something to look forward to and something where we can grow together. And I do, I do love your show. I do listen to your show. You know, if it's not on Good Positive, it'd be on YouTube. I know it's been a while, but I do listen to your show. I am a fan. I love the stories. And they got to come to your show. I, got to, I definitely got to catch up because you do have a lot of guests. But shout out to your show. And I love it that you do with your father. That's amazing. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. What's your daddy's story? Um, you know, me and my father close. We, we good. <laughs> me and my father close. And stuff like that. You know, I'm, I mean, me and him got the same name. We, we look alike. I look, I, look, I look just like him. So, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just, I felt like dads are such an important piece of our lives yeah. especially as a girl like they I don't know I feel like daddy's girls get it and then girls who don't have that are interested in what that's like and so there's so many angles around that relationship it's just truly crazy like what has come our way from leaning into that as a theme so, you know, I've featured people who have famous dads and what is it like to have to live up to that? I've I've had people that have absent dads. I've had people that have experienced incest. I've had sperm donor dads. I've had just stepdads and dads that became dads later in life. There's there's just so many subjects around it that I feel like I never would have even thought of that have come my way that are interesting to talk to my dad about. Even, you know, do you talk to your parents about sex? Did he talk to his parents about sex? Like, what are his thoughts about, you know, what's happening even around those conversations today? Like, there are different generational perspectives on on every story that comes our way. So I feel like he's adding that. Like, what has his experience been? What has my experience been? Did he have conversations like this? What is it like to have conversations with me about these things? Yeah, and and my and trust me, my, my I got three sisters who are girl dads, so so they so they could relate, they could relate. So so yeah, but last but always, you know, where can they listen to your podcast show? Better call daddy. Yes, bettercalldaddy.com is where you can find out more about some of the guests. I have like a blog through there that I've started, which is something that I'm learning how to do. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Rena Friedman Watts. Okay, nice, nice. So as a podcaster, what have been the biggest challenges as a podcaster? The biggest challenge as a podcaster is being consistent with marketing. You know, you interview a guest 
then you edit the segment, you create graphics, you create clips. It's it's so much work behind the scenes. And then when you actually publish it, some days you don't, some days you're like all about the marketing, right? And and you send them the assets and and then some days life happens. Like today I have a kid sick at home and I have another kid that doesn't have school and I'm behind on marketing some of my guests. I think you got to find ways to re-collaborate with guests. So whether that's Instagram Live, whether that's Twitter audio, whether that's doing an update story, you have to, I think that the podcast is just kind of an entryway to to the relationship and you have to find other ways to collaborate and other ways to market and other ways to remarket old episodes because otherwise it's like it's published you market it for a couple days and then it dies so i would say the biggest challenge is figuring out ways to re-promote and remarket old episodes or even new ones I actually agree with you on that. I think I have a hard time doing that as well. Because like you said, like when a new episode come out, people go forget about the old episodes, especially the either older episodes. And so I could agree with you 100%. So yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. So what is the goal for your podcast show and what message do you audience to get out of it? Yeah, great question. My goal for the podcast is to i mean my dad said that he would do another 350 episodes so my goal is to continue to have this special time with my dad and to get better at the craft and to continue to make people feel seen and heard and do it in a way where i'm not too stressed out from it and i still enjoy it that that's the goal i want to interview real people, vulnerable people, open book people, people that have overcome and are willing to share lessons unedited. I think that stories like that really connect us all. And I think that today in this world, truthfully, I feel like podcasts are more believable than even the news. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And by the way, congratulations on 350 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Well, I haven't published that many. I think I'm on like 337-ish. But yeah, I have done that many. And it's impossible not to grow and learn from that many episodes. So as long as I can continue to have fun and as long as my dad can continue to have fun and wants to do it, I will do it. Keep, that's amazing. Keep doing it. But speaking of that, on your show, you already interview a lot of guests, a whole lot of guests, and that's amazing. So if you had to pick three dream guests that you want to interview, who would that be? I thought about that. One person that I very much admire as an interviewer, I think that she's super relevant and she has access to a lot of people is Katie Couric. She's had an amazing career. I admire her as a journalist. 
And she even followed me back on Instagram because I went to one of her events and I took pictures from the audience and I shared relevant things that she said. So I think that that's cool that I broke through the noise enough for her to follow me back. I would, and she's a daddy's girl. I actually read her book. I did ask her, but you know, it takes asking more than once. So she is somebody who is definitely on my list. Um, I would like to interview Gab- Gabor Mate or his son because truthfully, I like that the work I like the work that they've done, but I do not agree with them politically right now. And I would like to understand where they're coming from because I have a really hard time understanding it. And maybe if we could have like um, a diplomatic, nuanced conversation that maybe I could understand them better. So I think that that one would be difficult for me, but he is on my list. (laughs) And the third one, my husband recently took a personality test. It's like 35 pages long and he dumped it in my lap and was like, Hey, we should do an episode about this. So that was sweet. After like 350 plus episodes, my husband, (laughs) Said he'd be up for doing an episode with me. So I I would like to do that. It'd be really cool if he and I, I feel like, could do that together. Because it's important to me. And I feel like it would help him out knowing me in a way better. Those are good choices. I think you should should definitely do it. You should definitely do that. (laughs) That would be be really really fun. Thank you. Yeah, I've had him like do the daddy reaction before because he is a dad of four and if there was a guest who I felt like really related to his story there were a few or if the subject matter was something that he was super interested in I've had him do a couple reactions but mainly my dad has done all of the reactions but I think to sit down and interview my husband and actually get his story and dig into what he's found about himself and these assessments. I feel like that might be interesting. Yeah, that, yeah. I look, I look forward to that episode. I definitely got to listen to your show more. So I I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so thank you. So as you know, we are in a pandemic. I, I'm not sure if to win it. We might be. I don't know. Who knows? But I want to. So I want to ask you: How did the pandemic affect you, and what did you learn from it? Yeah, it definitely affected me. I feel like, you know, one of those words I chose in the beginning was extrovert. And I was afraid of the world. I mean, there were weeks where I didn't even touch my mail. I was afraid I was going to get something. I became like neurotic. Um, And two, it's like you don't know what to trust. Like, I feel like there was so much misinformation. So that was really hard and I still feel like there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of confusion and so that's why I try to interview people who are smarter than me or have different perspectives than me so that I can expand my consciousness and expand my thinking because I even listened to a podcast yesterday shout out to Everyday Espionage with Andy Bustamante. He was on my show and he is so smart, former CIA. And he was saying that most people stop learning at 25. Mm. That 
is crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. It is. So I personally want to push myself to read every day, walk as often as possible, stay in motion. Um, I think that the pandemic really made me think about my mental health and my physical health a lot more. And I think with the chaos of the world that is something that you can control you can control your own self-development and please do it <laughs> yeah i agree um you know i spoke about it a lot the, the pandemic affected me a lot just like you i was afraid of a lot of things too you know had having so much anxiety and stuff like that and yeah it was a lot it was a lot but i'm glad that we, we overcame it slowly and yeah, I do agree. It is through a lot of miscommunication, misinformation, but yeah, we just gotta, I guess we have to just kind of deal with it until something better happen, I guess. <laughs> but, but yeah. But, 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 yeah, thank you for being such a light and so positive and, and having conversations like these. It's so important. Yeah, th- thank you for that. I try, I try my best because. I like to be the positive person, but sometimes if this one person can't be positive, who will be? So somebody had to do it, and I don't mind doing it. And I like to spread the information to the show. So, so thank, so thank you for that. Thank you for that. But, but, but like it to more, more, more lighter note, more about brighter note, more brighter note. So, what is your dream venture? Something that you always want to do? Dream venture. I have to say this podcast has kind of been like a dream when I was a little girl like I wanted to move to Hollywood and with technology today it is unbelievable like you can grow an audience you can put out a quality product and you can get the attention of networks yeah I literally today just talked to a casting director who was looking for a daddy daughter duo oh, wow. for something that they are pitching right now you just never know like if you grow an audience on youtube if you grow an audience on spotify if you take guitar lessons or singing lessons or create art that you love creating like i used to love to draw i used to love to sing i wrote the better call daddy theme song and collaborated with an artist to put that together i could go into a booth and then sing it instead of having somebody else on the vocal track i just want to continue to be creative continue to iterate continue to collaborate with other creative people that have talents that complement mine yeah that's amazing yeah you 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 do an amazing thing, you know. You you do an amazing thing. I, I just have to say that. Thank you. And, and, and I hope, hope I really hope you and your father get that gig because that's really that's dope. That's that's really dope. I hope y'all I hope y'all get it for real. You just never know what yeah. the angle is going to be hmm. that can turn your story into a dream. Yeah. You just have to keep doing the reps. Yeah, that that's why I always said like, I'm never give up and follow your dreams always. You never know what, what could happen. So it's so it. true. Yeah. So what other projects that you got going on that you have not spoken about yet? 
what else do I have going on that I haven't spoken about yet? I actually produce another podcast in the healthcare realm, and I have produced multiple shows in the healthcare realm, and I'm really just their back end. So they have in-house content writers that work with me on the script. And I help them create the intro outro. I sit on the recording, I edit it, and I send it back to them ready for broadcast. And I actually never would have imagined that that would be something that I would end up doing. But I like doing that for the select few. And it's been a really interesting insight into the healthcare community. So what's trending in healthcare? What are the new advances in healthcare? How is technology and AI playing into healthcare? And so sometimes when there's a really good guest on some of the other shows that I've produced, I've ended up taking some of those guests from my clients and having them on my own show if they have a good daddy story. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. And I'm looking forward to everything that you're about to do. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. So, what do you have to say for anybody that's going to the same route as you? Say something inspirational, like the podcast, production, everything. Yeah, I would say as far as inspiration, you need to find a cheerleader. Whether it's yourself, whether it's your dad, whether it's a friend, whether it's a teacher. You need somebody. We all need relationships. We all need encouragement. We all need a support system. So whether you find your people on Twitter, whether you find your people on Good Pods, while you, whether you find your people by going to a local theater group or a meetup, everybody needs support. You can't just sit in your house and 100% do things virtually. You got to get out into the world. You got to make friends. We all need each other. We all need relationships. So I would encourage you to find find a hobby find a group, find a support system, find encouragement. It will help you grow and it will make you a better person. And that was a good message. And I 100% agree with you. We do we do need um, to support each other. And we do need each other help. So I agree with you 100%. And thank you for that. Thank you for that. So before you go, we're going to play a segment game called Five Random Topics. We're actually five random topics and you just let me know what it is. I would join in on this as well. So are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. All right. So the first question I'm going to ask is, what is your favorite movie? Favorite movie? I'm so 80s. I have to say, probably pump up the volume. Did you watch that? Uh, I I watched a lot of movies. I feel like I did, but I probably can't remember it. But I feel like I did. I, I did. I may have to. I may have to. I may have to remember refresh my memory on it. Oh yeah, it's a good one. It's one of those ones that I tried to memorize words to. And I'm I'm, I'm a big movie. I'm eighty movie fan too. I'll be old school period. But my, my one of my favorite movies I would say is The Last Dragon that came out in 1985. It's, it's a martial arts movie. I grew up with that movie, so I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna say that. Cool, cool. Um, What's your favorite food? Favorite food? I love sushi. I do pick it up as a treat pretty much every Friday night dinner. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I know, I mean, I like sushi too, I'm not gonna lie. I must say my favorite food is Thai food. 
Oh yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Pad Thai is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like pad. I like pad Thai as well. I like pad Thai as well. Like, what is your favorite type of music? From My favorite era? type of. Can you say that again? Your favorite type of music. My favorite type of music. Yes, yes, yes. Well. I have to say that I'm a Swifty, and my daughter <laughs> made me go to the Taylor Swift movie, which is three hours long. And oh, wow. she's she's gone to it three times, and she said she would have gone to it a fourth. I did enjoy it one time through, but I definitely don't know if I could do four times. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, tell us she she's she cool. She 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 doing amazing things. I gotta say that. She's doing amazing. I, I'm not gonna lie. Um, my favorite type, of, my favorite type of music is old school R&B. I love that too. Definitely. Yeah, I, what is one movie that made you cry? Beaches. <laughs> Every time with Bette Midler. Oh my gosh! Yes, I loved that wind beneath my wings. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I know for me, I'm gonna say this movie called A Walk to Remember. Uh, many, many more. Yeah, it, it was it was a, it was a pretty sad movie. It was a pretty sad movie. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, this came out. I believe it came out late late '90s, early 2000s. I, I, I might be wrong, but I think that that might be the year. It called A Walk to Remember. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. And last one. What is your 2024 goal? What 2024 goal? 2024 goal is to have balance in my physical health, my mental health, and my spiritual health. I feel like for, and I've said this, I feel like this is my like New Year's resolution all the time is that I let my physical health go. And, you know, both of us are connecting on a day where we're getting over a cold if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Like you yeah. can't be effective in any other areas of your life. And so I've got to stop making excuses and I need to 30 minutes a day get that in and make it a priority. And also even just thinking about God or having a brief conversation with God, it doesn't have to be formal. But I want to make more of an effort there, too. I I do think it, it's crazy. I hadn't prayed in months. And last night before I went to bed, I decided to read some Psalms. And then today, I ended up connecting with a casting director. Not that you can say necessarily, you know, that one thing leads to another. But I am kind of a believer in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- th- that's really good. I mean, I also agree with you on that as well. Um focus on my mental and physical health as well. Just like I said, we, we, we got the code, so work, work on that so we won't get sick again. And work on me working out more. That's one of my that's one of my goals that that I'm, I'm going to focus on for 2024. I call it some more podcast stuff, but we're going to say that. Say that for later. <laughs> but, but Ms. Rena, thank you for coming on the show. It was an amazing conversation, and I really enjoy everything that you're doing. And thank you for taking the time to come to the show. I am so excited that we finally got to do this. Thank you so much. You have such a great positive energy, Ken. Keep up the good work. Yes, thank you. And you keep up the good work as well. And before you go, drop your social media where everybody can reach you and drop everything that you're doing so everybody can listen to the show and everything. 
Yes, I am super active on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter at Rena Friedman Watts. Would love to connect, cross connect with you on all of those platforms and make sure that you leave Ken a five star review on this episode and say that you loved our episode together. That would make my day. Yes. And also check out Better Call Daddy podcast on all podcast platforms. It's our amazing show. Many, many guests you can pick from. And I made the stories, so check it out, y'all. Thank you, and we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman. Now, I am the host of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. And this commercial break is brought to you by Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast Presents Spin-Off Series Thursdays. And Spin-Off Series Thursday is the new home for Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast Spin-Off Series. That brought to you shows like a conversation about music podcasts, the old school show, and date night talk podcast. And a conversation about music podcast is a music spin-off series where we talk about anything music from the current music scene and the old school music scene, where we interview many guests that's in the music industry and artists about their music journey. We have a segment game called The Face Off, which is a versus inspired game. And we have roundtable discussion about variety of music topics. And y'all can check out a conversation about music podcasts every first Thursday at 12 a.m. Every first Thursday at 12 a.m. Now, the old school show that featured myself and the star Roddy Rod is a show where we discuss anything old school from music, TV shows, movies, and many more. We also bring in guests to join in on the old school conversation. Y'all can check out the old school show with myself and the star Roddy Rod every fourth Thursday at 12 a.m. Every fourth Thursday at 12 a.m. And last but not least, we have Date Night Talk Podcast with myself and Miss Bana B, where we talk about anything relationship-related topics like love, dating, relationships, cheating, the good and the bad, and many more. And y'all can check out this spin-off series, Date Night Talk Podcast, every second and third Thursday at 12 p.m. So look out for Mr. Gentleman, Lifestyle Podcast Presents, spin-off series Thursday, a conversation about music podcast every first Thursday. The Old School Show with myself and the star Roddy Rod every fourth Thursdays and Date Night Talk Podcast with myself 
and Miss Vada B every second and third Thursdays. And y'all can check out Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast every Sundays for the main series and every Thursday for spin-off series Thursdays. And thank y'all for checking out this commercial break. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. I just want to take the time and thank everybody for tuning into the latest episode of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you to my special guest, Miss Raina Fryman Watts, for coming on the show. Thank you for telling us about your life journey, everything that you've done, and everything. It really was an amazing episode, and thank you for sharing on Mr. Gentleman like the podcast and everybody check out better call daddy podcast on all podcast platforms and y'all can look out for me on a future episode of better call daddy podcast in 2024 so look out for that and yeah and y'all already know i'm at every week mr gentleman like the podcast every sunday for the main series every Thursday for Spin-Off Series Thursdays, where we have shows like A Conversation about music podcasts every first Thursday at 12pm Date Night Talk Podcast myself and Vanna B every second and third Thursday at 12pm and The Old School Show with myself and The Star Riding Rider every fourth Thursday at 12pm. Spin-Off Series Thursday return in December so look out for that. You can check out Mr. Gentleman, like the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, Amazon Music, Composite, and anymore. Y'all can rate the show, five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Composite, Podchases. The more y'all rate the show, the more people know about Mr. Gentleman, like the podcast. If you want to be a guest on Mr. Gentleman, like the podcast, for the main series, season seven, or any of the spinoff series Thursday shows, y'all can send me a bio about yourself and everything that's due to my email, kenypgent at gmail.com, or hit me up on social media, ken underscore Mr. Gentleman. I repeat, ken, K-E-N, underscore Mr. M-R, Gentleman, G-E-N-T-L-E-M-A-N. We can set something up because I am looking for guests for the main series and the spin-off series Thursday shows. And y'all already know what time it is. It's time for everybody's favorite segments. It's time for Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Shoutouts. Where I shout out four or five shows and we give them their flowers. This week we're gonna shout out four shows. And the first show that we're gonna shout out is of course. Better Call Daddy Podcast. She was just on my guest. She was just my guest on this episode, Miss Raina Friedman Watts, where she interviewed many guests, telling about, you know, asking about their life journey and many more. And at the end of every show, her father gives his reaction on the interview and it drops some knowledge on the show. And I really like that concept. And check out Better Call Daddy Podcast on all podcast platforms. This next show is a shout-out that I gave last season, 
but she deserves a shout out because she just got a new season out right now. We got Chronicle of a Virgo podcast hosted by Jaquita Johnson. And y'all already know she discussed many topics. And y'all already know I love her show. I've been on her show last season. And I'm just happy to see her back. And she's about to do really big things this season. So check out a Chronicle of a Virgo podcast. Season three is out now. This next podcast show that I'm about to mention is he's about to be a guest on in December is the Geeky Dad Podcast, where they talk about many things for shows, movies, and many more. He do it with his kids, and this is always a really dope show. Shout out to Raphael from the Geeky Dad Podcast. He also got two spin-off shows called Geeky Dad at the Dark with him and his wife, and the Multiverse Kids show that was his kids show. Check out all these those shows on the Geek Dad universe. And look out for him on Mr. Gentleman. Like that podcast in December. And the last show that I'm about to mention is One Mike Black History. Hosted by Michael, a.k.a. Country Boy. And he discussed many Black History facts. And this is a really educational show. And if y'all want to know anything that's going on in history, y'all can check out his show. Because he be on point with all his history facts. So look out for that as well. Check out these last four shows that I just mentioned. Better Call Daddy Podcast, Chronicles of a Virgo, The Geeky Dad Podcast, and One Mike Black History. And that is this week with the gentlemen, like thou shout outs. And y'all already know, I'm a good podcast, Ken with the gentlemen, good podcast to many independent podcasters. You can see what everybody listen to. We can rate each other's shows. And we had the charts. And um, of course, we got the gentleman like the achievements, and not really much to say because my show had not really been on the charts since I haven't not put out no episode. But thank you, everybody that continue to listen and support Mr. Gentleman like the podcast. I guess to the listen so we can get back on the charts, and that's all I have for that. And also check out the official website of Mr. Gentleman like the podcast www real the gentleman like the pocket.com we are gonna listen to every episode of the gentleman like the podcast you can watch every video on the gentleman like the pocket from the audio versions from the gentleman like the pocket tv from the gentleman fact for the day and many more and i check out every guest appearance that i've been on every guest appearance i got new guest appearance coming real soon and i check out every guest profile who's been on my show we have 53 guests now so you guys check out everybody's profile including Midrena, Free Friedman, Watts as well. And also we have merch. Check out the Benjamin Light the Podcast store at tpublic.com or you can buy through the websites. We have shirts, hoodie, masks, mugs, and many more. So support Mr. Gentleman, Light the Podcast the merch store it really means a lot and check out the official website www.realmrgentlemanlikethepocket.com and once again thank y'all for tuning in to this latest episode of Mr. Gentleman Like The Podcast have a good day or night whether you're listening to this episode oh yeah and by the way happy Thanksgiving to to your family
This is Paige from the Badass Fabulous Podcast, and you're listening to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast.